0: Let's talk to Sarah Ryan. Here's another lady that's doing really well at the moment with her strike rate, and I had to feel sorry. I was actually actually knowing that I was getting Sarah on today because she's got a debutante with Ability that's in the market called Artemis Arrows, a three-year-old by The Autumn Sun. I uh, watched a couple of recent, uh, her, her, her replays, including Attractable, who, of course, has won eight races, and this horse looked dead set home. In the Ingham back in December, the 9th of December. Looked home. Shot clear. You, you would have been counting the money. Lock Eagle nailed it late. Now that race was two million. And then you fast forward to the Gold Coast Magic Minions Day again. Harry Sound. This is a million dollar race. Would have won in another half a stride and looked home. I thought actually thought it got the photo. But uh, Sarah Ryan probably doesn't like me talking about all this. Good morning. <laughs>
1: good morning you are you're bringing up some some very open wounds there
0: but you came so close in these big races and in bo- on both occasions i mean what did you think with the parry sound one at the coast
1: I, I i honestly thought he had one um he you know he, he, he had every reason to lie down not it was Reece, not that reese could do much more he just got trapped wide and couldn't slot in and for him to finish off as strong as he did, he deserved to win. He Great training
0: deserve. effort. He was $26, and he's an eight-year-old. He's been everywhere.
1: Yeah, he has, and that's his fourth time in that race as well. So he, does, he does love it up there.
0: Yeah. What was the prize money difference that day?
1: Um, uh, I think second was 180 and then first was 400
0: mm. Make you cry. What are you, uh, Half a stride past the line, he was in front. Um, yeah. Anyway. So what's yeah, happening but, with old Parry?
1: He is gonna go round in the Australia Day Cup on Friday. Um and his future past that, I am unsure, you know, he is what he is and it's, it's not that he's finished racing, but you know, he's he is a battler, um and he's done quite a lot for us. He doesn't owe us anything.
0: Could he pick up some prize money on Australia Day?
1: I reckon so. I mean he's you know, I, I think he needed that extra two hundred metres in the Gold Coast anyway. Um but he'll get that on Friday. He's done all the right things since the Gold Coast. Um, I just do always worry when a horse performs that well. Trying to back it up can be a little bit difficult.
0: Yeah. Of course, he's from a mare, uh, Aquadamore, de Moor, who was terrific mare, but she had all sorts of head problems. I don't know if you remember with the gates and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder what he no, was he... like when he was a cult in the early days, <laughs> Barry Sound. Anything like mine? Um,
1: oh, well, I mean, he's also by Piero too, and they can all be a little bit... Uh, it's difficult as young horses, but he's an absolute gentleman now. You wouldn't you wouldn't think he's. he's I put absolutely anyone on him. He is so kind and so. He just knows his job.
0: With a tractable, sure. I, sh- I should mention he just missed in a two million dollar race, but the run prior, of course, he won a three million dollar race, the Big Dance.
1: Yeah, he. Um, that horse is just honest, as honest as they come. He, you know, he's hard up on speed, and he still always manages to find that little bit extra at the end of the start. Um, but he's. I truly love him, and I'm so glad that we've worked him mm. out.
0: How did you work him out, Sarah?
1: Um, we tried riding him cold and giving him a turn of foot, and I've just worked out that he gets a little bit claustrophobic around horses. He loves having one in front of him, but he cannot stand being crowded, and he just kind of shuts down. And so once I work that out, it's just, you know, he's got that great gait speed. Um, just get him out, get him rolling.
0: And what's the target for him this year?
1: I am going to attempt the Doncaster. Um, he will step out um, I think either in the expressway we he's first start and then the Ajax stakes will be his second and then into the Doncaster. It would be the plan for him. The only hiccup for me, he doesn't love wet tracks and the Doncaster is notoriously wet.
0: Oh well, just a case of wait and see.
1: Yeah, very much But he so. would have been
0: a very expensive yearling as a young horse, wouldn't he? I know Peter Moody had him for a while. I'm invincible from affable.
1: Uh, he was a two hundred and eighty thousand dollars Easter purchase.
0: Okay, now what about this mare? I saw her win for you recently at Canterbury. Um, Sarah Bond, the jockey, should have got uh, fined for sitting a slow tempo race. <laughs> <He's> Change. He rated <laughs> her beautifully in front. Sarah Bond. He
1: absolutely rode her a treat. I said, I said to him, if "She jumps well, get control and sit them down." That's exactly what he did, um, and she's just. That's a. I think that's a, fourth start for me. She's. Um, I own her myself. Uh, bought her off digital online, and this is her first prep for me. So she's quite an exciting horse. Okay,
0: have. you wouldn't. So what did you pay online for her, Sarah? Uh,
1: I got it for fourteen grand. Fourteen
0: grand. Well, she's well and truly paid for herself. And what appealed to you about her profile looking online?
1: Um, she had just she'd won two already, and I don't love buying class two horses. But looking at her, she just looked like she needed to fill out. She still had muscle improvement, and if you had a look at her form, there was horses that have run around her that have run in town. So I just thought if she could keep improving, there was no reason why she couldn't also then run in town.
0: Oh, well she's one four. She's a real impact mayor now. Yeah. Can you send her around yeah. over the coming weeks here, everybody.
1: Yeah, there's a midway for her and three weeks between runs. Um, so I think we'll have a look at that and then probably put her away after that. Cause she's still, again, she still needs to develop um, and grow. She still has a lot of, muscle to develop.
0: All right. Well, she led and one at Cerebon at Canterbury, a horse that won at Canterbury for you recently did the opposite, came from out the back, horns at decent odds and won.
1: Yes, that, um, he's a big giraffe, that thing.
0: <laughs> he's <laughs> by justify, <laughs> horns. Yeah,
1: very much so. He um, he is 16.3 and he, I reckon when he's finishing growing, he'll be probably close to 17, 1. Um, Just big, gangly. It's taken him a long time to work out where his feet are. Um, I was still, it was still working it out in the race. Um, I, to be honest, I kind of walked away halfway through the run, thinking, oh god, oh god, here we go. He's not, he's not going to finish off here, but he did, he did surprise me.
0: And what's happening with Horns now?
1: Um, he needs to grow. He is just uh, big and immature, so he's in the paddock at the moment um, while the grass is good and the um,
0: temperature is nice, and we try and get some muscle on him. And what does he weigh, Sarah?
1: Uh he Look, he is quite light. He, he's only 560, but I think he could come close to 600 kilos when he's, growing, when he's fully muscled out.
0: Yeah, I know mum was very talented. She was placed in a lot of group races, uh, legless verve.
1: Yeah, no, she was. And she was also very late maturing horse as well. So I'm not in a rush with him. I think we'll see the best of him as a late three-year-old, more four-year-old.
0: All right. And what about this horse today? Tell me about Artemis Arrows. Now, you've given him three trials. He, he won the latest. There was a big margin to third in that heat, and the time for the maiden was pretty good. But what are you thinking today? Artemis Arrows.
1: Um, I mean, I'm very happy to have Grant still on board. He is a horse that's going to need to do a lot of homework. Um, he's got a lot of learning to do. It's why he's only just starting to step out now. It's taken him a long time to mature. He um, he actually had Ross River syndrome as a young young horse, so he um was a bit he's a bit on the back foot to begin with, the poor thing. But he he's going to improve from what he does today. I will leave it up to Grant on how to ride him. He's ridden in the last three trials. I don't need to tell him what to do.
0: He wasn't the best away in a couple of them, but I, at last start he was good. a uh, last start, last trial, he was pretty good from a wide gate at Gosford and rode the speed.
1: Yeah, no, I mean I'm hoping he can jump. You know, he's got a good barrier. If he can jump and be up on speed today, I, I would expect a good showing of him.
0: All right. Well, that's Artemis Arrows. I see he's got a two-year-old that's talented to call volatile for the Snowdens.
1: Yes. Yeah, no. He um, hopefully, hopefully he can follow his yeah.
0: in his form. Yeah, volatile. Snitzel from the same mare in Artemis Rose. So that's race three today. Uh, number five, just with the Ross River, was that hard to diagnose? Was the horse just lethargic? You got blood tests and so on done?
1: It was yeah, it was just like it was just really he spiked the temperature and he had a low low grade temperature for quite a few days and just off his feet and very lethargic and just didn't want to you know, didn't really want to be a horse. It wasn't deathly sick but just flat. Um, so my vet suggested we do one of those tests and sure enough it came back positive. You need to do two of them within like a month, six weeks period and yeah, he's um it was confirmed that he had that. So he had to give, you have to give them time to get over that.
0: It was a big thing with humans, wasn't it, about a decade ago? Every you know, fifth or fourth, sixth person had sort of Ross River fever at some stage. You don't hear a yeah. lot about it now.
1: No, you, you don't. It's, it's definitely still around, and it is in the area that we live at. Actually, our property manager um, has had it from living up in that area. It's just unfortunately one of those things, pesky mosquitoes.
0: I said to a friend of mine, I said, you got Ross River feet? He said, no, I'm just lazy and lethargic. I said, oh, okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what I initially thought this boy was,
0: but it turns out he had excuses. Anyway, good luck today. As I said, uh, whatever you're doing, don't change it. And I said the same to Angela Davies. What's the biggest influence on your career as a trainer, Sarah, who was the one of the key people early days, you the um, rope, so to speak, or cut your teeth with?
1: Well, I'm, like, I've come definitely from the left of centre. I, I look up to people, but I haven't worked for a racehorse trainer, so I've I'm working this out as I go along. But I definitely, you know, you look at the females in racing, that, that's who I look up to, You the Claire Cunninghams and the um, Gaywater Houses, and they've kind of paved the way for me.
0: Yeah, but if you got a query with a horse when you were training in the early days, who would you often say, oh, what do I do now? You know, what do you think I should do here with the, this horse? Or did you ever sort of lean on someone? Um,
1: yeah, no, I've had... I've, Mark Newnham, when he was still training for us, he was very handy for me and he'd always offered to help pick his brain and um also everyone at wyong it's a great community here um you literally have any any queries with anyone you can talk to anyone here and they'll, everyone will help you out
0: which brings me to the next point i'm glad you mentioned mark we had him as a guest recently at magic minions matcha latte what's happened with him
1: he unfortunately in that last trial he did uh, a tendon so he is on a rehab path. I'm hoping to get him back. But, you know, you're always hesitant with those sort of injuries.
0: Oh, what a bugger. He uh, he showed so much promise. I remember that day cruised up on a wet track and he couldn't believe he got beaten. Was that the Carbine Club?
1: It was. Again, another painful.
0: <laughs> I should bring <laughs> you. You're going to not want to talk to me anymore. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. No, good. Sarah Ryan going really well. You match your later. Yeah, it was the Carbine Club last April the 1st, actually. Second of the fortune teller that day. But he had 11 starts for just the one win and. And five placings. And from memory's win that day uh, was quite an extraordinary one where he missed a kick and overraced. I'm just trying to remember um, that day, his maiden. Um, I think that was the race anyway. Then he came out and ran second in the Ming Dynasty and second to Sharp and Smart and the Glaming, fourth in the Spring Champion and so on, uh, third in the Hobartville. So he was racing the elite um, basically from early days. He ran in a spacewalk, you wouldn't believe it, in his maiden. And then uh, his second start, he went around to get to Williamsburg in in the Bayou on a wet track uh, by, what's he by? Um, Maurice, or Morris, I should say. Morris, the Japanese stud in Machilada. He's only a four-year-old.